got me. <laughs> oh, Dan, I've had the worst afternoon. Oh, no. Am I rubbing it in with this background? What? Can you video see me? Yeah, I can. And I can see it looks like you're in like... It looks like you've got the city of Nazareth or Bethlehem or something behind you. Close. It looks it looks like um, there's trees, there's terracotta rooftops. It's called Italy. Italy. Yeah. That's what they say, that's what they say in South Philly. They say Italy. And look, Italy. I had a special, a special guest here after a long Gone journey. Gone Italy. Yeah. No, there's just two syllables, Italy. Oh, Hi. She, Hi, can't, she can't really hear you, but that's okay. I can see I just, her hand, yeah. and um, she's waving, and that's very Go cool. On. Play with Nono. Go ahead. Uh, you can sit yeah. here for a bit if Say you want. Say hi to Nono for me. Yeah, the Nono's in the garden. Nono's, oh. uh, you know, waking up. Mata's around Nono's here somewhere. Nono's doing what Nono does. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so what happened to your oh. afternoon? What's going on? I got hacky sacked badly. So my Facebook, Instagram, oh, hacky sacked, yeah. the whole kit. So my my Instagram account has been um, taken over. So it's no longer Yvonne Max. It's Yvonne Max with an underscore below, uh, after it. And it's just sending people shit about crypto. I got that. um, I got that. Yeah. And car dealerships and things. And it's logged me. Like I can't get into my, I can't get into my Instagram. I can't change anything. Um, I just like, it's just a nightmare. I don't know. I don't even know how. I I don't, it's from my end. I I don't understand. Like, like I can understand if they were going to try to like, I don't know, not blackmail you, but like try to extract some Mm. money. You know how the hackers get like hospital IPs and Mm. try to, but like nobody is like buying crypto from these guys, like, or or whatever they're trying to do. No, but I think maybe I'm, I'm just curious. I'm just worried that maybe they're doing it to, um, you know, they get in there and maybe they just, you know, punch out a whole lot of bad ads for, you know, crypto and shit but in the background they're fishing yeah. around for um you know online purchases and things that i might have been doing you know shit with his passwords attached and you wouldn't want that stuff that. out in public so I think, you know uh no i don't well, even want that especially stuff the stuff private. especially <laughs> that you per- stuff that you purchase you know i know this really there are things there are things there that are going to go to the grave with me, mm. um, and and rightly so because they uh, people should not be exposed to the the dark and seedy. Um, that well, goes that sucks. On, I'm sorry to hear life. that. But it's such a hassle. Oh, I almost yeah, feel I like when because you know, like a, a year and a half ago, I got in the same week without any explanation, I got kicked off of. Oh, look at you with your little glass. It is five o'clock there. Uh, within a, about a year and a half ago, I got kicked off of yeah. Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram, all my personal ones. Luckily, I had the business separated um, from my personal account. And lesson learned there, so that was good. Somebody advised me on that. Yeah, but, um, that's good. I was just kicked off, and I was like, so you know, so much communication I'd done over the years on WhatsApp, and uh, I had to get on alt right Telegram for, and like uh, what's the other mm. one, Signal and stuff like that. 
Um, but I, yeah, all of a sudden, like yeah. three weeks ago, I was able to get back on WhatsApp. So, you know, I guess Zuckerberg, That's... you know, let me through finally, you know. Hmm. Finally. Hey, um, you are, you know, you're a very attractive man, Dan. Um, oh. However. I'm too dark. Is, uh, you're so pixelated. Oh, don't worry. Right now. Yeah, don't worry. The, um, the way it um, records is it'll record huh. fine. It'll record fine. It's just the way sometimes okay. the, the feed to you will be, uh, and that's the same for the audio. If it lags at all, um, it's going to record fine. The so, audio is fine, like yeah. through my headphones. Absolutely fine. It's just that your, you know, your face just looks like pudding. Mm. <laughs> ah. Ciao, nonna. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, how was your, um, how was your adventure to Italy? Um, it was horrendous. Uh, we, uh, drove up to Auckland, uh, because for a variety of reasons, um, and, um, uh, we're going to swap the car out with Holly and had this whole plan. And a lot of time, mostly because it was too expensive to fly with all our luggage and we had booked through United cause Air New Zealand was being a bit cheeky with uh-huh. their pricing. Uh, so anyway, it was fine. We were going to be at the airport about four hours before our flight, even with a late start we got, uh, because, you know, we have two little kids and it was mayhem and yeah. we're Airbnb in our house and all this kind of stuff. But, uh, we got about, I don't know, 40 K from the airport, 30, I think it was 35 K and it was an overturned tractor trailer on the motorway and everything stopped for two hours and we were freaking out we were trying to take alternative ways and everything was just stopped and then at the last possible minute we kind of snuck around this and that the motorway started moving again my daughter was crying in the car she's like i'm not gonna see my cousins and it was a nightmare so then we we get to uh the airport just like craziness i drop off the family and go get park the car i run back they're letting us in the somehow through the big oversized luggage area we get through i'm drenched in sweat i mean Mona and i are like just covered in sweat you know because we were running around and everything it was just one ridiculous thing after another so then we get there we get in the gate, we get on our flight, and then the the plane did sit there for about forty five minutes. Which, oh, as it turned no, out, we didn't we didn't think. That. Yeah, we thought, <laughs> oh, well, that's no big deal. We get because we had a three hour layover in Chicago. Well, guess how long it took to, to get through customs in Chicago? Like three I don't know. hours. Three hours. Three hours to get through customs. It was. It was. Was the, was the, it was the most disgraceful. Yeah, it it was the most disgraceful thing I've ever witnessed. They had these enormous, that was basically under construction, and they had like six maybe customs agents for thousands of people. And there was elderly babies, like I've, you know, people were like in line going like, I've been to India and third world countries and I haven't seen stuff this bad. And, um, And 
there and and no communication like nobody from the airport just like hey and everybody started figuring out on their own that if you were a u.s citizen or canadian citizen you could get this app with a barcode and go through this quicker line so oh. people were doing that but no literally a customer walked by and he goes nah this is the only line and i was like he's lying <laughs> it's like if you have you know oh, if you're no. american citizen you can down so but i have these foreigners with me you know the kiwi yeah. italians that are with me and uh we could we had to go through the long line so we missed our flight to <gasps> milan and so um we get through and it's like 11 at night now or something and uh maybe 10.30, and uh, United Airlines, I have to say, were absolute pros. They were just like, it's an absurd situation. The airport is, um, like we witnessed one of the United people try to like help out, and one of the airport people ripped his his uh, security thing off his neck and was like, and they were like, all right, we're staying back. We can't do anything. Yeah, it was craziness. And so many people, I mean, we had this poor old lady from like Hamilton behind us in line and was going to Pittsburgh and it was like 11 at night our kids are on the ground just crying like it was crazy and but United they were awesome they gave us uh rebooked our flight so we went through Newark which is New Jersey uh and we and uh the next day and we all had different seats all over the place, but we ended up getting together. They booked a hotel at the Marriott for oh, us, the Marriott? and they gave us meal. Okay, nice. Yeah, and they and they booked and they gave us uh, meal vouchers for breakfast and dinner, dinner that night and breakfast. So we had like food, and then so go United. And so, like, but, well done. Yeah, well yeah, done. that was well done by them. Situation. Like, and they were so so nice, and the people at the hotel were like so nice. They were just like here, just take this like just go like uh-huh. and you know that we had for the kids we had um this family from the u.s like they must have been in line near us or something and they were at the marriott too and when we were in line and the baby was like asleep in mother's arm they came up with a pizza and just gave it to Mata. They were like, we saw you guys earlier and, uh, and here just, we can't imagine what you guys are going through and everything. So we had all these angels along the way oh, that, were, so that were helping us and giving us just a little bit of <laughs> hope <laughs> in this ridiculous situation. And, uh, and then, yeah, then we, it, it's, I've never experienced anything like it. I mean, Houston, LA, New York, they're all pretty good. Like, especially Houston now, you know, if mm. you ever have to do this thing, um, but, uh, we're here now and yeah. it's going to be really hot today and we're going to, uh, our cousin's, well, Chechi's cousin's birthday party. Ooh. And we'll be right back. Hey everybody. Decibel Wines is the newest tasting room in the best block of Hastings city on the East block where it's all happening. We're right in the heart of the action with, uh, you know, the distillers and the common room and a bunch of great restaurants and other, uh, great shops and as our neighbors in the area. There's something for everyone in our shop, though, with 18 wines available under the Decibel Junta and Testify collections. We're treating podcast listeners to a 15% discount. That's pretty pretty good. On our website, with the code PODCAST15 at checkout, head to decibelwines.com and use the promo code PODCAST15. I believe that's all caps. Uh, you know, I moved to New Zealand all alone in 2008 and started making these wines in 2009. I moved here with a dream and literally just a few bucks in my pocket. Uh, it all started with a very small amount of Decibel Malbec, Sauvignon Blanc, and of course Pinot Noir from Martinborough. I make all these wines, buying fruit from so many great growers around Hawke's Bay and Martinborough. Um, so please come visit us uh, when you're in Hawke's Bay. I'm usually in the shop hanging around. 
Uh, if I'm not there, there's some other great people helping out and know the story and know about all the wines. Or just visit decibelwines.com and use promo code PODCAST15 at checkout for 15% off. Cheers. And now we're back. So what town? Whereabouts is it? Like so you're in Italy, obviously, but which town are you in? Yeah, we'll Italy. We're in, so we're uh, basically in Lake and Hill Country, north of Milano, up near Lake Como. Okay. So we're right near Lecco, which is the city kind of near Lake Como, and the lake sort of wraps around, and we're near there. And we're in this tiny village, uh, believe it or not, and it's called Allo. Allo. Allo, Mike. Allo, allo, allo. So uh, whether you might not be able to see it right now, we're up on the hill. Well, like I uh, said, it looks like this this ancient kind of um, very picture postcard kind of view. There's a church church tower right here. Of course, there's a church tower, Uh, and this, and I'm sure uh, that there'll be some kind of you know um, somber ding donging probably at some point. You just missed it. Oh, I missed the somber ding dong. Okay. What a would have been, uh, you know, what, 8 a.m. here <laughs> or whatever time we are. And, uh, yeah, there was some some big bells that just all went off. But um, cool. what we're going to today, I only mentioned the, the birthday party because it's a kind of a cool thing. Um, so Mater's brother and all his mates, um, one of which is from Basque Country. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they bought, uh, like, in this random town, you know, suburban Milano somewhere, uh, they bought a like a pizza shop that was going out of business, and the, and it was up for auction. And they got like, I think it's like ten guys all chipped in, and they got this property with a commercial kitchen and a little restaurant. I think they got it for like twenty five thousand euro or something bargain. really cheap or everybody a total bargain. Amazing. And these guys are all like professionals, all with decent jobs and everything. And we're like, this is a no brainer. So all they do is uh, so they. The one guy I mentioned is from Basque Country. They call it uh, the Choco, which is spelled with an X and some O. You yeah. know, that Basque language is completely different. Yeah, it's a crazy language. So they have X's and it's stuff in there. So they took this tradition from the Basque Country, which is, um, uh, you know, in ancient times in the Basque Country, the men were literally out in the field for like the whole week. Like they would literally camp out and stay away from the village. And they were, and you know, they might have to go far away to, you know, rotating farming or hunting, whatever it was. And so on Sundays they would go to the Choco and, and the rules there are the men do all the cooking and the women literally are not, it's a good rule. And the women are not allowed to cook or not allowed in the kitchen. The men have to supply, put all the food in and, um, and cook all the food and all that. So all these guys, they do the same thing. And what they do is they, they maybe open the place up a few times a month and they just, so they do like their new year's Eve parties there. They do birthday parties, family gatherings, Christmas parties, stuff like that. And so, um, that's where we'll have it tomorrow. And it'll be, it's like your own little restaurant to yourself. That's amazing. And I love Mar- that idea. Yeah, it's great. Mars brother cooks it. I've, I was like, I want to do this somewhere with me and, our friends, yeah. you know, just like some shitty cafe that is up for lease or something and just be like, yeah, just, you know, you have deep freezers in there. There has something like that in, in our town, Dan. And, you, and, and it could be like, I know, and it could be like, oh, that's a poison location or it's terrible facade or whatever. And you're like, you don't care. You just want the commercial kitchen yeah. and the place for everybody to sit down. Yeah, it's like your own and, private uh, venue where you can go in and cook yeah. on a massive scale, you know, with a ton yeah. of friends. It's like a timeshare 
um, kitchen yep. sort of. It's a great thing. idea. It's, and it's I wouldn't even. It idea. wouldn't even matter how how tacky or anything the interior oh, was. Tackier the, the better. The, the tackier the better. Yeah, because then it'd be cheap. You know totally. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. We so, we need to action this thing. I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I think we should do it. Yeah. You know, the choco, and then and then you could just show up with wine and not cook or anything. You know? Yeah, but what? Hey, I can cook. What are you saying? No, you don't have to though. That's the whole point. But what if I you want know? to? Oh, <laughs> I mean, we can do whatever we want. Hey, tell me, how did you? Um, I'm so sorry. I missed the Philly steak sandwich. Um, Your loss. I, well, yeah, it was, but I couldn't help it because, like, I did want to get along there, but I couldn't because I was in a play. You see, I was on the on the oh, boards. I, heard, I was yes, on stage, yes. so I couldn't. You're a performer. I was performing. I was yes. fist spinning, yes. fist spinning my my little ass the off. Sh- no matter weather nor cheesesteak, the show must go on. <laughs> the show went on, but I tell you what, I was thinking about the cheesesteaks. I thought they looked so yeah, yummy. Well, so was everybody else. They sold out. We did 300 sandwiches. That's mental. And uh, it was crazy. Uh, I've never, I've, I smelled like fried onions for like three days. Yeah. I like and, fried uh, onions though. Yeah, everybody. I, that was the, the X factor. Was we had some people kind of rolling up from Falk and our our friends and businesses in the neighborhood that all were looking forward to it. Like every bar and restaurant in the neighborhood, their staff meals came from our little food That's truck that day. That's outstanding. But the fried onions, the fried onions out in the street, just draw drew in all these people. Are like, what's going on? Yeah, here? you know. Yeah, they're like the fried onions is kind of like a a smelly pied piper. For mm, any, mm. Um, it, well, anyone, anyone with 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 senses and and a brain and, and good taste, you know, you you cannot go past a fried onion. That's why I find it so we tough. Did. Like when when I go to Mitre Ten or Bunnings or something, and there's a sausage yes. sizzle out the front, and yep. so many of them don't have fried onions, and that's fine. It works for me because I can mm. just walk straight past them. I can just walk straight mm. past them. But when Not they a problem. Do. The minute. There's a fried onion involved. Mm. I'm down. I'm down. For You're like, like it's for it's for the kids. Five sausages, you know, it's for, for the charity. Kids. I'm doing it for the local mm. um, Taekwondo club. I'm doing it for um, for exactly. um, you know, I don't know, um, horse riding. You know, for people RSA, that need to that yeah. need to horse ride. I don't know. It's whatever charity, mm. whatever sporting organization. Fried onion. I'm there. So I can totally see why there would have been people queuing up for your sandwiches. Absolutely. Well, here's the good news. We, we invested in the design for the merch, uh, the Danny's merch yeah. and the, uh, all that stuff. We could and, give some Danny's uh, and merch And had some away. lessons learned. We could, you know. except it's selling. Oh, so okay, we then let's not. <laughs> but we're going to, we're going to, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to, uh, uh, we're going to do it again, was what I was going to say. Right. So uh, we'll probably look. To, I think it's a pop-up we want to try to do every so often. Um, I think we probably could have done 400, 500 sandwiches easily. And were people drinking that we know wine at all? Were they buying a glass yep. of wine while they were having the, the cheesesteak sandwich? Yeah. Yeah. So we were. Uh, we had uh, two wines on tap. We had a Malbec Nouveau and, a, and a, a, actually a 2023 Albarino, which was real zippy and tasting awesome. Um, that paired well with all that grease and uh um yeah and they could we had stuff other wines by the bottle and glass going it was just fun you know it was like i think so many people um you know they see the white tablecloth 
dinners and the winemaker dinners and the, mm. you know, this, you know, sort of more formal, um, restaurant type things. And, you know, that's nice, but then also it's great to just do like a really fun street food, you know, like, you know, yeah. type of event and stand around. And that's the way most people like to eat. Yeah. yeah. Stand yeah. around, you so. know, with something greasy in your hand, you know, in one hand and a glass of wine in the other and chitty chatting to, you know, yep. to folks. We had a uh, shout out to the Holly Bacon people. We borrowed their food truck. Those women are awesome. They were so funny. But we they had are. Uh, the Holly Bacon ladies are incredible. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. They're great. They, uh, they, <laughs> one guy came up like pretty early in the sh- in the show, like in the first afternoon, and you know we're we're like serving all these cheesesteaks. There's a queue down the street, and we we're doing pork sandwiches and Italian hoagies too. And uh, <laughs> he walks up. He's like, "Can I get a bacon sandwich?" I'm like, "No, dude, get out of here." <laughs> Bacon sandwich? What is that? <laughs> well, he's, well, he saw the Holly Bacon thing on the side of the truck, you know. So he was uh, <laughs> he was ready, you know. <laughs> yeah, Holly, not bacon, mm-hmm. could be. You might need something to kind of drape over the. We assignment. did. We tried to. We thought we covered it up, but there was one part of the truck that wasn't covered, so he saw it. But anyway. Um, ah, well, that's good. Yeah, that's yes. really good news. So, I'm really, I'm really pleased that it was a huge success. But I knew it would be. I knew it because yeah, the idea yeah, is so great. But I'm just annoyed that I didn't manage to um, to get there myself because I was playing a um, a knife knife wielding thespian um, lu- lunatic. You know, on what stage was the play? For an hour. It was called Elevator. So it was um, it was part of the Winter One Act series at the Napier Repertory Players. So we had two mm-hmm. um, locally written one act plays, and I was in Elevator, which is the second one. So I played the lead of a woman called Samantha. It was about three women that get stuck in an elevator, and literally our on stage we've got a square lit platform, which is exactly the dimensions of a very small elevator, and because it's lit. You can't step, you can't have any piece of clothing go out of the light or any part of oh, your wow. shoe or anything. There's three, there are three of us women in this space and, you know, I'm I'm no Ariana Grande, right? I'm not tiny. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of me. I'm, you know, it's, yeah, there's a bit yeah, yeah. going on here. And so are my co-stars. Bless them. So, <laughs> so you know, when we're there for a, a whole hour, and there's no, you can't leave the leave the set, and it gets progressively like it starts out very chummy, chummy, kind of like, oh wow, you know, we're in this elevator. Oh shoot, now the elevator's broken. Uh, but you find out it's like a mother and a daughter, and the daughter's friend, and everything's kind of a little bit quirky to start with, and then it just slowly, well, not slowly, over the course of an hour, descends into. Um, murderous madness oh wow i think one of the coolest things about going to a play especially if it's done right is uh it's unlike anything else in your life in that you can quickly as an audience i mean as an audience member what makes it so special is you can quickly like dive into that world and be like all right this is what we're doing for the next hour or two and like i don't care if that part of the stage looks fake or if you know that 
outfit isn't quite authentic. You like, you know, you're like, no, this is the world we're in now. Yeah. And so like, all right, we're in an elevator with these three people for the next hour. Like, let's see what happens, you know? And it's, it's kind of magic. It's really cool. I think cool. so too. And it's the first time that, um, I've done a play on stage since before I had, oh, really? yeah, well, since before I had children. All right. Now my mm. eldest is now 23. So, you know, well done. it's been a few years since old Wyle mm-hmm. Orkin was on the board. So, but it, <laughs> so it was sort of one of these situations where I'm like, I, you know, get annoyed with my husband saying, get a hobby. And I'm like, ah, oh, but you know, what do I love? I love getting on stage. But um, I kind of, it's a bit like childbirth. You know, you forget how hard it is the minute mm. it's done and you want to do it again. <laughs> As in have another baby, you know, like do another play. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, if I don't, if I don't do this thing, if I don't give it a go, it's, it's like if you don't use it, you'll lose it. And totally. So, yeah. You so I auditioned for this piece, Fun. and yeah. in fact, if you if you ever need like a, a bit part with a guy with an yes. American accent, you know, you just let me know. You know, I'm come sure. In I'm absolutely sure that that there will be things out there for you, Dan. But here's the here's the thing though. I'm not like a jazz hands, um, musically person. I mean, I I can no. bust out a tune. Don't Either get me I. wrong. But um, <laughs> I'm sure you can. But yeah. I'm not into the kind of you know, um, uh, yeah. The minute he walks in yeah. the joint, yeah, I'm not, no. none of that. It's just got to be a yeah. just a play, play. <laughs> you know, just a normal old garden yeah, variety yeah. play. If I was a rich man. (laughs) Oh my God, we know know musical tunes. This is terrible, Dan. I know a few. I know a few. That's that's one of my favorites. My high school did that, but then I saw it for real, too. What's that? Fiddler on the Um, Roof? Is that one of this? Yeah. The fact that I even know that's Yeah, it's Fiddler on the Roof, yeah. Oh, well. That's a great one. Good songs, you know. <laughs> What's the other one? The the, the Stella. <laughs> that's the West Side Story. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't. Anywho, anywho, oh, yeah, I, no just want, I just like really, a little, really well. uh, a, a good old play. When you're a jet, you're a jet <laughs> for life. For the don't regret, you know. <laughs> okay, for those of you that are just listening and you can't see this, this is that's Dan doing his um his uh, his um. What do you call that? Clickety clicks. Snaps. Yeah, the snaps. Thumb snaps. I, lo- I loved how those guys, those guys were yeah. so tough, you know, the street kids in West Side Story, but they could like pirouette yeah. off, <laughs> off a- the bonnet of a Chevrolet. Off, a, or off a light, off a, or a lamppost, <laughs> you know, they spin around. <laughs> tough guys, you know. And their hair was always so beautifully greased back. I'm a West Side Story fan, I have Clearly. to say it. I mean, I'm not, uh, but- I have I I've, I think I've told it on the podcast before that I'm not the best judge of um, theater no, out there because you I dated us that. A, yeah I know I, I I dated a girl in 2000 must have been mm. three or something two, 2002 and uh, she was from Toronto and she was like an R and B singer actually and she was in this play that had launched in Chicago and she followed the production to Philly and it was starting to do an really R&B really play. well and she told me all. Oh, well, okay. no, she's an R&B singer. This is important because we both did not have the the taste of the music in this play, and uh, and I and she told me all about it, and 
and her and I both were like, this is really stupid. It'll never work. A play about music from the band ABBA? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so she was in the original production of no, Mamma Mia. And, and she didn't uh, even get it. Like, yeah, she didn't even she like lost- it. No, she hated it. She was like, it's just a, pay- a, pay- a paying gig. You know? And she didn't think it would have and, much of a future. <laughs> I think actually, I think she launched in Toronto, went to Chicago, but she ended up becoming a background singer for for some. This is how her R and B worked out. She became a background singer for one of the most famous Canadian country singers. I can't remember his name offhand, but uh, so she had a great career. You know, like she got to tour the world and everything. Was like not Keith Urban, but it kind of sounded like that. You know, one of those kind of you know uh, one of those kind of dudes, a little bit poppy. You know. No, nah, it was like a pop pop country. Most countries like yeah, super poppy nowadays, you know and what I mean? Do you know what else they do? They're so. super poppy and they have a um like they'll join forces, they'll collab rather, collab. They'll collab mm. with like a rapper. Yeah. You know. Yeah, well, you know. Old Old Town oh, Road. Mm. You know, that's how they do they do the other way. It. I don't mind it. I'm the other okay way too. Yeah. It's cool. And we'll be right back. Howdy everyone, I'm Yvonne Lorcan, the co-founder and chief tasting officer for Wine Friend, the best subscription service for wine in the land. And it's the best because my team and I hunt high and low to find amazing, interesting wines that we match to your individual taste buds. And then we deliver them to your door at a price and frequency that suits you. Now we know you want to try new wines, but we also know it's really hard to break free from those boring, safe, same olds from the supermarket. And it sucks when you spend good money on something new, but it doesn't taste great to you. Because everyone tastes wine differently, right? So we take the hassle and guesswork away, because if we know how your taste buds work, then you can trust us to go away and find great wines just for you. It's easy, just go to winefriend.co.nz, click on Get Started to answer a few fun questions about your taste preferences, choose one of our three awesome plans, your combo of reds and whites, and how often you'd like them delivered, and then sit back and wait for a whole new world of wine to open up. They're wines from all over the world, they're wines that I personally really love, and they're wines that you're not going to find in your average supermarket. Plus, each bottle comes with a neck tag written by moi with handy notes that'll impress your friends. Our plans are totally flexible, you're not locked into anything, and you can buy more of the wines that you love with a simple tap or a click. Just use the promo code Yvonne, that's Y-V-O-N-N-E, for 24% off your first subscription case. So become a wine friend and we'll all live happily ever after. Cheers, and on with the show. we got to break barriers, you know what I mean? That's what we have to do. You know, we got to... That's what... That's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> you it, know? So we, we haven't talked to, we've, okay, so we've talked about, um, what have we talked about so far in um, the whatever half an hour, 27 minutes that we've been talking about? We've had my um, social media hacking, um, which has just broken my heart, actually, and I feel like such a womble, and I don't know quite what to do. I feel like, I feel bereft. Um, we've talked about your horrendous journey from mm. Auckland to first world problems Italy. Italy. <laughs> yeah, they are first world problems. Mm. I know. I mean, look at you. You're on the balcony of some gorgeous um I was going to say hacienda, but that's Spanish. Casa. Um I'm Casa, yeah. yeah. And I'm Casa. in my little kitchen. 
you know, and hopefully my husband's going to cook us. It's a, mo- it's a modest home, just in a great location. <laughs> Fabulous. So um, you're going to be drinking some wine while you're there? I tell you what, I already last night at dinner, uh, Modest uh, Papa Giorgio, he always has a really good little selection of uh, just a lot of local wines and good deals. I don't know. He always finds them. We had a Vermentino from Sardinia that I'm sure that was like eight euro and was freaking gorgeous. And you just shake your head. You go, how do they do this? There's one. She she lives in this tiny, tiny town. There's like literally one butcher, one baker, (laughs) one candlestick maker. And, uh, there's there's like one cafe one and it's right down the road, and we go in there and they'll have like Lake Garda like white I don't even know it's like I can't remember the varietal but um it'll be like two euros Amazing. a glass and you're like how the fuck and it's so good so and then yeah I'm sure today we'll be uh we'll be bringing uh, we'll be enjoying some wine at the party but I must say I uh, like a big shout out to my eight year old daughter Cecilia for helping us mule. Uh, 14 bottles of New Zealand wine uh, into Italy. Did you put Italy. that in her, um, in so, her cabin baggage? You know, did she have one of those little no. carts that um, looks like a plastic giraffe on wheels with the neck and the handle? And so <laughs> yeah. she's just kind of riding that thing through the airport and it's, it's full of your um, bottles. That's what you did, right? That's what we did last. That's what we did last time, and we literally, uh, my the baby mulled some grappa, <laughs> a bottle of grappa, and her checked in back. And I was going through the rules with Mata. I'm like, listen, it just says a liter per, how many liters per person to get into New Zealand, and then it also, and she's not drinking it. So like, what's the problem? A bag's you know, a bag's like, a bag. Okay. You know, you just all right. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'm sure we'll have some good stuff today. But the next time yeah. I call you which would be in a few days um we're going to speak with jono with ako uh, new cool. zealand fine wine in sweden so i'm going to stockholm tomorrow uh tomorrow so how long um, is it going to take very you quick. so how f- okay back up the track from where from where you are up. in allo is the name of the town room allo well, milano so i'm going to fly there's about four airports around okay. milano the big big one is called Malpensa, which is about 40 minutes outside the city. Uh, and that's like where all, most of the big international flights come in. Then there's Lanata, which is like in the city. And that's more like local mm. Italy and a little mm. bit more regional. Uh, they do a little bit of international, okay. but it's mostly regional. But I'm going to go to this small airport called, Ber- you know, near Bergamo, which is 40 minutes from here. Maybe not even, maybe like 25 minutes from here. And I'm going to fly to Sweden from there. That's, I mean, fl- travel in Europe is, is just amazing. And it costs like, it's like a hundred euro flight. And you go up to Stockholm from there. Uh, it'll be all Ryanair, so I will not check a bag. <laughs> <laughs> just say no. Take it with you. I'll just, never see you know, it again. Handcuff it to yeah. your, your person. But I'll, but I'll, I'll, have my, uh, lap- I'll have my laptop and my podcast gear, right. this stuff. And uh I've got two microphones, and we'll do what we did with Gerard last week, but we'll do it with Jono, and then I'm working on uh, this guy Ian in Ireland uh, towards the end of the week. So if you're keen and you're okay, we're going to try to do two podcasts, two more podcasts this coming week. Let's do it. Uh, I'm I'm up for it. Yeah. And and I think with those guys, what'll be cool is hopefully we can talk uh, more about wine and and their perspective on New Zealand wine and everything, and and, uh, it'll be great to have your thoughts and so questions and things like I'm that. I'm super keen. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Super keen. Because um, they're, they're both 
both knowledgeable people and everything. And uh, and then when I get to the U.S., yeah. I'll figure it out from there because uh, I have to th- can't get that far ahead <laughs> of myself. Uh, I gotta. But then the following week, uh, it'll be good to get these these recorded because in the following week, I'm going to take a break, yes. uh, a much much needed yeah, break. You do so that. Um, you do that. Tell me what time of day is it over yeah. there? It's really early in the morning, isn't it? It is now. I'll grab my phone so I don't. Uh, where's the phone? Because my I'm on my. Computer, I just noticed said five thirty p.m., which is what time, time is there. Yeah. It's seven thirty, seven thirty a.m. here. Okay. So, um, what what we might do is uh, c- try to catch in the eat more in the evening with these folks uh, in Sweden yeah. and Ireland, and maybe you'll have a glass of wine in yeah. your hand, and because I'm I'll have a tough time convincing them to chat at uh, seven in the morning or whatever it is. Um, but we might be able to get them at like nine and it would be like seven, eight at yeah, night for you totally. or something like that. I all, think that's all good. Like it, so. it works. And I mean, you know me, Dan, I, and I think I've said this on the podcast before because it's my job. I will taste wine, you know, anytime, yeah. anywhere with anyone. Yeah, so nine o'clock at night is, so, like, you know, it you does know, not no worry problem, me, you know? you know, as long as your peeps are happy to sit there with a glass of wine and if it ends up being, five in the morning over here it's fine i'll i'll do it <laughs> if i have to i'll be if, if we had planned ahead um instead of ta- you know just tasting my wine like uh jono for example in sweden he's imports all these great brands you know he has paratua as well but he's got misha's and i think tefadara and uh a really good range from up and down the country so um Maybe you have mm. something in the cellar. Mm. I don't know, but we'll we'll see what he's got. And anyway, we'll be able to yeah. talk shop and and, uh, and yeah. do some things. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, that will yeah. be. So no, this this part of Italy where I'm at is a really interesting part because it's not the most touristy area. I mean, everybody it's near Lake Como. Everybody's oh, Lake Como. You're going to see George Clooney. Da, da, da. But even that area is like it's not super touristy. There's just a lot right. of people who live here. It's lo- local tourism. Um, <laughs> And there's a nice lake there and everything, but there's not like any ruins or anything around here. So this doesn't get like the big touristy area. Uh, yeah. yeah, we have Chechi here. So. Hi, Chechi. Uh, um, so, yeah, it's um, it's kind of an interesting area to just be, but uh, and um, it's much more, yeah. and it's very Italian, don't get me wrong, but it's like Milan, for example, is much more uh european city if there is a european city in italy yeah whereas rome is you know rome Na- naples is like very uh, they have their own dialect does anyone call does and, anyone uh, call naples Napoli? yeah well that's what they call it oh, here yeah really? yeah yeah maybe not quite as well as you just said it there but how's your how's your italian are you fluent Un poco, un very little, okay. little bit. Ah. Um, uh, now I'm pretty weak, uh, considering the amount of time Mata and I have been together, uh, and the amount of times I've been mm. here. Um, but Chechi helps me out; she translates everything for me. I just walk that's around good, with that's her because she's good. Yeah, I I can speak baby <laughs> Italian literally. Like I just keep keep <laughs> phrases simple with with uh, the baby daughter. Oh, very you know? good. So, very good. 
We have a special, another another special guest who's going to stick it in here. Oh, hi, Mara. Wow. I can't hear anything, okay. but it's okay. <laughs> it's really nice to see you. Hi. Wow. Sending you lots of sun. Yeah, Oxbay. well, it's really not great at the you moment. Mean, yeah? It is. We are having terrible weather, so I'm very jealous mm. of um, of your beautiful sunshine. It looks amazing. All gorgeous, whereas we have had terrible weather. Bye. Ciao. Um. Yeah, they can't can hear, hear you, but I can hear I, stuff in she the knows about the weather. Are people playing? Oh yeah, there's yeah, there's kids yeah, running around. Uh, <laughs> I think they're gonna they're putting sneakers on, so he must be going oh. somewhere. So that might okay. So we might we're going down okay. to the cafe, I think, and uh, we'll have a we'll have a uh, mm. you know a little morning oh, there. That would be good. I think. Um, and, uh, can I just quickly say on the on on this podcast because this is the this is Saturday the twenty fourth of. June, and um, and we've had a really great little chit chat, a great little corridor. But I just wanted to um, do a not a shout out, but just a, a little mention to the um, the really lovely folk um, at Framingham Wines in Marlborough, and um, and certainly, I mean everybody in the in the Marlborough wine community and the in the Blenheim wine community. Um, because, um, you know, I know that you're all feeling so sad and, and, um, and so confused and, and just devastated by the loss of the wonderful Bridget Glacken, um, who was the marketing manager at Framingham for many, many years, young, um, dynamic, wonderful, energetic, loving, hilarious woman, um, who was, um, tragically taken in a, in a in a car accident um last sunday and oh, um, Jesus. yeah i i found out um uh, a few hours later when i hit the ground in melbourne um last week so it just it, everyone's in total shock including myself and um so anyone listening that that knows bridget or knows anybody in the framingham wines team um wrap your arms around them because they're really the yeah They've had a, a huge loss oh, wow. this week, and and I feel it. Bridget was a friend of mine, and and I, I don't quite believe it. So it's not um, not a happy way to end a podcast, but um, one of those one of those things where you know she was a friend, a friend to everybody, and um, you know when you lose a good wine person, it's tough. It's really tough. Or oh, just a friend. It sounds it terrible. terrible Mother of three or something as well. So yeah. Oh my God. So sending the love, sending mm. love to to our Marlborough Marlborough friends. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they need it. Wow, what terrible! I didn't even know oh, that. Oh Dan, I'm so sorry. Now you do. It's mm. yeah. Hi, hi, hi. So hug your kids and hug your folks and your family and everybody. Yeah, exactly. Because you, know? you just you do not know what's going to happen. Mm. All right. Well, sometimes you got to yeah. end on a, you know, a note that you do, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll think about that. we're going to see you guys soon, and um, yeah, much yeah, love to New Zealand. Yeah, have a we'll, great uh, time, Dan, and um, stay safe and have fun. And um, yeah, let me know when you want right. to chat again. Cool. Ciao. Okay. Ciao. Bye. This podcast is handpicked, whole bunch pressed, wild fermented and produced unfined and unfiltered by Daniel Brennan and Aaron Cash at New Song Studio.